Hello, my name is Gavin McFadden, the Minister of Cardinal Parish Church in Glasgow, and I'd like to welcome you to our service of worship. On this Father's Day, may you know the love of God our Father, the grace of Jesus Christ his Son, and the joy of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of peace and truth. Jesus said, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Let's worship God together as we begin with the hymn, How Great Thou Art, sung by the Cardonald Ladies' Choir. If you'd like to follow along, the words are in the Mission Praise hymn book number 506.
let's pray. Loving God, we thank you this Father's Day for those who have shown a Father's love for us and for the blessing of family life. We especially thank you that through Jesus we may know you, not only as our Creator God, but as our Heavenly Father, who loves us deeply as his children. Teach us how much we matter to you, that you are concerned for how we are, that you delight to bless us, that we only need to ask and you give us what we need because you care for us so much. Forgive us when we have strayed from you, when we have ignored your commands, which you have given to bless us, and instead have gone our own way. Renew our love for you and for one another. Help us to grow in our faith and trust in you, and enable us to follow you more closely, so that we might share the good news of your love that lasts forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen. Let's listen now to God's Word, read from the New International Version of the Bible. Our first Bible reading is from Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 to 6 and 20 to 27. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. And then from verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Our second Bible reading is from Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 
Our third Bible reading is from the Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot. Amen. I can't say I've ever been much of a gardener. It may be that in the past, when I lived in a house with a very large garden, which took forever to cut the grass and keep the hedges and shrubs under control, that I lost any enthusiasm I had for gardening. Over the past few months, however, with the restrictions on being outside, I've really appreciated the privilege of living in a house with a garden. And we're very fortunate to have a garden that's big enough to sit out in, but doesn't take too much work to manage. But one of the things I've become more aware of during this time, when I've been outside, is the truth of the words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, where it tells us that there's a time for everything, including a time to plant and a time to uproot. In our garden, we've been planting a few new things just recently, and sowing a few seeds in pots and beginning to see them grow. But as well as planting and sowing seeds, I've become much more aware of the continuing need to be uprooting things. There's a constant battle against the weeds to uproot them. And it can seem like as soon as an area has been cleared, before we know it, there's a whole new batch of dandelions and other weeds waiting to spread again. So there most definitely is a time for both planting and uprooting. And if we want to have a garden full of good things, we need to sow seeds and plant plants that we want to see grow, be it flowers or shrubs or vegetables or trees or whatever. We'd never dream of deliberately taking a pile of seeds which are actually weeds and sowing them in our garden, or deliberately planting thistles or dandelions. What we do with those is we pull them out, we uproot them wherever we can, and we keep vigilant so that we don't let them grow back and spread around. In Galatians chapter 3, we find the Apostle Paul using the illustration of sowing and reaping to apply to our lives. He talks about being aware of what we sow into our lives. Because whatever we sow or plant will begin to grow and take root. And if we plant something good, we expect something good to grow. But if we plant something that's harmful to us, then we can't expect that it's somehow going to produce good fruit in our lives. And so Paul is saying we need to be aware of what we're sowing into our lives. Because whatever we sow will grow and bear fruit, whether for good or for bad. Before I became a minister, I used to work in the IT industry with computers. And there was a saying, garbage in, garbage out, which essentially means that 
If your computer program or app was programmed incorrectly, you couldn't expect it to work properly. If you put garbage in, then inevitably you'll get garbage out. So the question we might ask ourselves is this. What are we sowing into our lives? Is it what will help us to live to please God and be able to do the good works God has for us? Or is it going to divert us away from the way God wants us to live? Another way we might put it is this. What are we filling our lives with? Have we let some garbage in? Do we need some garbage cleared out of the way? Let's look at the verses we read in Proverbs chapter 4. Throughout the book of Proverbs, we're encouraged to seek wisdom and understanding and know the benefits of it for our lives. And this passage is no different. We're encouraged to hold on to the words of wisdom we hear because having wisdom, we're told, will protect us, watch over us and give us life and health for our whole body. And with such benefits, who wouldn't want wisdom and understanding to help them. But the verse that's really important for us to grasp today is verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The Bible talks a lot about our hearts. Not our literal heart, which pumps blood around our body, but our heart as being the very core of our being, the very centre of who we are. And this verse speaks about our heart being the source of how we live, and that whatever we have in our hearts will, in one way or another, come out in the way we act or speak or think. And so we can see why we're being told how important it is to guard our hearts, to be aware of what we might be letting into our hearts, but also to know what's already in our hearts. In Matthew fifteen nineteen, Jesus said that our hearts are at the source of evil thoughts and evil actions. And in Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 and 10, we read that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And it says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. And then King David, following his sins of adultery and murder, cries out to God for mercy and forgiveness. And for his heart to be changed, as he says in Psalm 51, verse 10, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. In a time when there's a focus on tackling racism and overcoming injustices between people, sometimes going back a long way, the question of dealing with what's in our hearts is as relevant as it ever was. 
because according to God's word, the attitudes that come out in our actions and in our words stem from what's inside our hearts, including the evil of racism that feeds hatred and injustice in our world. And like David, we need to ask God's help to transform our hearts so that we'll have hearts that become filled with the love of God for us in Jesus, to spill out into love for one another in our words and our actions. In part, that's because only God really knows what's inside our hearts completely. Only he knows completely the hearts that need healed, the attitudes that need transformed, and the forgiving we need to do. God knows the state of our hearts. He wants to help us to guard our hearts, and he wants to help us uproot the things that are already in our hearts that are harming us. He also wants to help us keep out of our hearts the things that would take us away from his love and distract us from following the leading of his Spirit. And he wants to help us to sow into our hearts the good seeds, to plant the good crops that will bring a harvest of life and fullness through our faith in Jesus. So where do we start? We begin by asking God to help us. And there's a very good prayer already in the Psalms, in Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24, which can help us. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Or in our own words, we can pray, Lord, please show me what's in my heart and what you want to help me with today. And whatever God shows us, we can know his loving presence with us to help us. It might be we need to ask, Lord, is there someone I need to forgive? Or Lord, why am I so troubled in my heart? And see how he leads us. That's part of the uprooting process, which, like uprooting weeds in the gardens around our houses, is something of an ongoing process. But then there's the part of guarding our hearts by keeping things out that aren't helpful to us. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 24 to 27 is helpful to consider here. It says, keep your mouth free of perversity, keep corrupt talk far from your lips, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left, keep your foot from evil. There's something here about being intentional in our lives of actively asking God to help us to be aware and vigilant so we avoid things which are unhelpful and actively seek to stay close to God along our way. It doesn't take too much to realise that we can easily fill our time and our minds and hearts with lots of information from various places. 
Some things will be helpful, but a lot won't be. For example, if all we do is listen to the news all day long, what are we likely to be feeling from doing that? We'll most likely be focused on lots of negative stuff that's happening. And that's probably not going to help us to be filled with faith and hope in what God has for us in our life that day. And there's lots of other sources of things that aren't necessarily helpful for us to focus on. But we're also to be watchful over what we say. It says, keep corrupt talk from your lips. And that includes avoiding, repeating or sharing negative words or destructive words that we've heard from someone else. And we have to give careful thought to the paths we take, which means we might have to decide beforehand that we're not going to watch a particular television programme or read a particular newspaper article or join in some negative conversation or social media post. Positively, though, how do we sow the good seeds into our hearts and plant what will bring good fruit in our lives? One thing that's very important is that we fill our minds and hearts with the truth of God's Word. Reading and meditating on God's Word is the best way to see our hearts transformed and we can ask God to help us really understand what he wants to speak into our hearts because he can really bring home to us the depths of his love for us. And that's such a life-giving and freeing experience, to know that we know that God loves us. In Philippians 4 verse 8, we're also encouraged to fill our minds with whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, to think about such things. So as we focus on God, as we give him the things that trouble us, and consider his goodness to us, it opens the way for us to receive God's peace, to guard our hearts and our minds through Jesus our Lord. For our God is the divine gardener who heals our hearts and restores our souls. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, healer of hearts, restorer of souls, we bring before you now those who are suffering in body, mind or spirit. For those who are ill or in pain, bring your healing. For those who are grieving, bring your comfort. For those who are struggling, bring your peace. We pray for the healing of divisions between people and the healing of the nations through the love of Christ and by the power of your most Holy Spirit. Loving God, we thank you for all you have given us in Christ, for the hope we have that one day all things will be renewed, every tear will be wiped away, 
All death and mourning and pain will have passed away, and that your love will reign throughout the earth. Keep us faithful with all those who have gone before us and who now live in your nearer presence. Inspire us and strengthen us to keep walking by faith in the joy of your loving presence day by day and live always for the glory and praise of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Our closing hymn, based on Psalm 42, is As the Deer Pants for the Water, sung by the Cardonald Ladies Choir. If you'd like to follow along, the words are in the Mission Praise Hymn Book, number 37. Close our service now with a blessing. 
May the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and always. Amen.